0: Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Trevor, to spotlight you your business your service or your product in a way that provides value to you including market exposure and content creation with that we have a very special guest Trevor Trevor Mock am I saying that correctly uh mock dude it, it's Trevor?
1: about 50/50 man it's a tricky Trevor Mock
0: all right got it Trevor Mock <laughs> Trevor is the host of Carrot Cast podcast and CEO of Carrot one of the nation's fastest growing companies according to Inc magazine where they have developed the nation's top real estate investors and agents pulling in over And agents pull in over 3 million online leads in just five years, closing thousands of deals with their software and training. Trevor lives in Rosenberg, Oregon, Roseburg, Oregon, with his wife and three kids and is passionate about helping about using business to fuel your passion and to amplify the impact you want to make in the world. Part of the impact he's passionate about making is helping entrepreneurs unleash that entrepreneurial dream of finally unlocking freedom flexibility, finances, and impact mm. that you've dreamed of, but haven't been able to fully make happen. Trevor, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome
1: to the show. Jerome, dude, I'm, I'm pumped about it. And <clears throat> I've, I've absolutely loved the content you've been putting on the, out in the Real Estate Marketing Podcast, dude. Some amazing guests. And you've worked with people I've worked with, Krista Shore, and uh, amazing work you're doing, man. Pumped to
0: awesome. There. Thank you. We, we see you've done your research. So I appreciate you uh, very much. And I've, I really admire uh, the platform that you built, Carrot, because it was like my, it helped me get my first deals in real estate, man.
1: There, so there we go.
0: Really, really, <laughs> really admire what you've done with the. And then I'm a tech person too, so you know we always yeah. geek out about that. But um, right. reading your bio, I would like to do two things, right? You have uh, we we read your professional bio, but while I was reading that bio, four four words jumped out to me. It was the freedom, flexibility, finances, and impact. Can yep. you tell me why those words are emphasized and why we should pay attention to those words?
1: Dude, they're critical, and, and people might be might be asking, well, how the heck are those related to marketing, right? Because you, you really uh, focus on marketing a lot in this podcast. And the biggest thing for me, I'm going to take you guys back maybe 10 years, a little bit longer than that. Um, I've been a serial entrepreneur, have started probably seven or eight companies, half of them have failed, and. And you oftentimes learn the most on the businesses or the things that don't work. And and you kind of look at those and go, man, what about that did I not like? What about that was draining my energy? What about that do I never want to repeat again? And back in 2012, as I was, let's say 10, 11, 12, uh, I had my first online company. I started in 2008. I started investing in real estate in 2004 uh as a college student bought my first apartment building in 04 and then kind of latched on marketing shortly after that and then found the internet in 2007 and started to meld the three together and got pretty darn good at generating leads online but the challenge was in that business that i had built from 2008 through 2012 man i was doing things in my business that were draining my energy and also making it so that business trapped me and i'm not sure if anyone can relate I was doing types of marketing as my primary way of driving leads and in, 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 uh, revenue in my businesses that was outbound marketing. It was you do something once and it could be direct mail, cold calling, it could be you know whatever that is, but it's uh, you know affiliates or partnerships. You do something once and then it works for a while and then it dies off, then you got to do that thing again. And so over that four years of building that business, and I'd get to the. I remember vividly you know, one morning. This would have been 2010, uh, the year that we had our first daughter. I remember waking up one day, and my wife was already at work, and she'd taken our daughter to daycare. And I was supposed to be working. And I'm laying there in bed, looking at the ceiling, going, "Like, why do I not want to go to work today? Like, the job I had created, the business I would created, that I thought was going to give me freedom and thought me thought was going to like really really uh, light me up. I feel like I don't even want to get up to do that. Why? And the biggest thing for me, Jerome, there were two. I'll talk about one of them here. Uh, one of them was, man, it was just kind of stressful when you're in that boom and bust cycle. When, when one month you make $100,000 in revenue, and the next month you make two. When you're splitting out with a business partner, right? You can't plan uh, well for that. You can't hire employees confidently. Every month you're stressed in where the next leads and revenue or deals is going to come from when you're doing boom and bust or outbound marketing is your primary method. And so after that whole journey, uh, I really pulled back and, and I'm like, if this is what entrepreneurship is, man, I don't want it, right? If this is what it looks like that you get into a grind and you're stuck at the three, $400,000 a year in revenue mark and I've got to split it with the business partner and I'm just waking up, not energized, I don't want this. Maybe I'll go get a job. And I said, well, maybe that's not the case. Maybe I'd seen to find a better example of someone who's figured this out, who, who their business lights them up and it has set them free. And I started researching and finding people like that. And the thing, and I'll wrap it up with this, the thing that hit me in that moment was I said, well, I just need to write some non-negotiables in my business. And I sat there and wrote down all the things that were draining me the most in my businesses I'd created up to that point. Uh, It was draining that my revenue was an ebb and flow, right? That it was a boom and bust ebb and flow. And I'm like, man, one of the best ways to figure out what you want in life or in your business is to write things down that you don't want and then pick the opposite of that. And so I'm like, dude, I don't like the inconsistency in my revenue. So I wrote down a uh, non-negotiable. I've got five today I've had ever since then in my businesses. And that non-negotiable was consistent, predictable income. And there were four other ones, but let's kind of focus on that one there. I'm like, dude, what do I need to do in order to create consistent, predictable income? Because when you do that, then you can have freedom. When you have freedom, then you can use the business to make an impact. If you're trapped by your business, you can't make an impact in the world at the level that you want to do so because you're just busy working in that business that's trapping you. And I look back at my marketing the past three to four years, Jerome, and I'm like, dude, what what marketing was the most consistent and predictable that built momentum over time that l- enabled me to get off of what I call a hamstrel, the marketing wheel? And it was a certain type of online marketing I was doing that I'd done three years before and I was still getting revenue today. And that was... SEO, putting up content online, I'd only done a little bit of it. And I'm like, what if I just go all in on that? What if I just focus on that as my primary foundation of my marketing, what I now call evergreen marketing? Will that build consistency, predictability, my lead flow and revenue? And will then that give me more freedom so I can make a greater impact? Made that shift in 2012, uh, sold that company. Uh, implemented that for two years in another business and then started carrot in 2014 with that aim man of helping people build businesses of freedom and impact so it all goes back to your marketing if you feel trapped by your business likely that your marketing is ebb and flow or boom and bust marketing keeping you on the hamster wheel
0: Thanks for sharing that. Um, One of the things that you mentioned is like the ebb and flow, the up and downs of like marketing. And then like, I I understand this myself because as an entrepreneur, but uh, one thing we don't realize as real estate professionals is that we become entrepreneurs and we end up with that same issue of the ebb and flow, the up and down and having to learn all this other stuff about business and marketing being one of the most important. So I pose to you, is there a way for us as investors, uh, as well as real estate agents, is there a way for us to have the same thing that you have uh, consistent, predictable income? Is there a path that you see since you work so closely with us real estate
1: professionals? Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, 100%, man. I could even bring up, I mean, if, if I was able, I could even share this this framework I've got called the Entrepreneur Freedom Formula. you more than welcome to. walks it out. So let, yep. me grab, let me grab my iPad really quick, but I'll verbalize it while I get it set up. Mm-hmm. So the, the first thing is this, Jerome. So what, what i always guide people on is if you're looking to build more consistency and predictability and momentum like momentum is what we're looking for right we we want to make it so we can visualize a year from now our business is better off than it is today and and that a year from now we're working a little bit less maybe and a year from now it's easier to get those leads easier to get the revenue the big things are in order to build momentum i always focus on moving from hamster wheel uh marketing to evergreen marketing and i'll briefly talk about what that is for us and then next what you want to do is then you want to as you get that nailed then you want to move your business model from hamster wheel revenue to evergreen revenue okay so it's always moving from hamster wheel to evergreen and on the marketing side let me see if i can share this this puppy here on on the marketing side what what it looks like is is building your foundation on, on like, like I said, um, evergreen type of marketing, which for me is like putting content online. It's search engine optimization. Offline version of evergreen marketing is actually networking. It's building your sphere. It's building that network of amazing people. So you can build evergreen marketing offline and on online, uh, which is really cool. When you do that, deals and leads come your way more effortlessly. But the challenge is it takes a while to build that momentum right? You can't get evergreen leads immediately. It's going to take six, eight, 10, 12 months of just building the right website, getting the right content online, doing the right things to build your SEO and or offline, going to those meetings, connecting with people, building those relationships. But man, in eight to 12 months, when you hit that, you're going to be looking back going, dude, I'm so glad I started this year ago. But now on on the, on the, the financial side, then I'll show my iPad is at the start we've got to hustle and probably do a lot of hamster wheel income right yeah. as an agent agents are going to hustle to get every deal that they can and they're going to close them then they're going to cash their commission check as an investor they're going to hustle everything that they can they're going to drive for dollars they're going to knock on doors you're going to cold call you're going to hopefully build some of this online evergreen you're going to do some paid marketing maybe you are going to do everything you can to close your wholesaling and, and flip uh, flip deals but eventually the path i find with most people with um, investors and agents, is about three to five years into that business, you've started to get some momentum and traction. You start to get a little bit distracted, worn out or bored of that model. Or you start to see, man, my back isn't against the wall anymore from that financial pressure, that, that motivation I was running away from. I was running away from a job I didn't like or an income ceiling that was holding me down. I kept making some money now. The challenge is now around that time, We need to shift to start to stack evergreen income into our model. You you can be buying real estate and stacking up some rental properties. You can take that money and invest it into something else that's bringing you income consistently. But most agents and investors that I see, they stay on the hamster wheel and they get burnt out. They get burnt out instead of starting to go, okay, now, just like with marketing, I hustle doing hamster wheel at the start because you've got to, but then you build the evergreen uh, foundation. It takes a little while. Once the evergreen foundation is built, you can choose to tone down or even stop the Hampshire marketing. If you want to, we have a lot of our, our customers who were straight up cold callers. That's all they got out of the business from a year and a half later, they did their last cold call. All their deals come from online evergreen. Now they're traveling. They have their time back. And I was talking to one of our clients uh, the other day, Brian Rockwell, he started out as a school teacher. He's a whole, he was a wholesaler. Did about six hundred grand his first year, hundred percent online marketing in in Dallas, one of the most competitive markets in the country. But over about three years, started to swap out his hamster wheel income for more evergreen income on multifamily. And it's, that's the path that I love to see people taking. But let me see if I can't pull this up. you.
0: Before you do that, I want to I want you to address a question. Right, a lot of times people yeah. will say like online marketing, online leads. They say that that stuff doesn't work. What do you have to say about? that in addition to like all the success stories that you have, what do you say to people that's like, it doesn't work. Online is not effective. You got to go offline. What is your response?
1: Yep. Yeah. So th- there's a couple things. If, if you're looking to go volume wise, right? Unless you're going to go national or a bunch of different cities, offline marketing is where you get your volume. Okay. So if you're, if you're, let's say you're in Dallas, Texas, I'm going to go back to that market and you have a big goal and you want to do 15, 20 deals a month. You're probably not gonna get that from online lonely. okay? You're probably gonna to have to go offline and do direct mail, cold calling, text, you know, whatever's gonna work in that market. I was talking with one of our clients, uh, their biggest by volume channel is, is TV right now and in, uh, in their market, which is great. Um, but their biggest deals and most consistent deal flow is from their online. And so it, it's not one or the other, really, I see it as both. So the highest, most motivated leads, especially sellers, are tend to be from online organic. It's when someone does a Google search and they type in sell my house fast Dallas, sell my house fast Roseburg, whatever it is, cash home buyers in this city. They're actively searching for a solution. And what we find, we did a, a study drum last year, we asked our clients and several hundred r- responded to this survey, we said, of all of your lead sources, let us know your answers here. You know, how many of those leads does it take to get a deal? What's your average profit per deal with that lead source? And on average, they're online, you know, carrot leads where it's mostly inbound, but PPC, Google PPCs, mixed in there as well. It was about eight times higher converting lead flow than their other types of leads. I'll give you some real numbers. On average, radio, TV, you're going to see 1 in 40 to 1 in 60 leads turn into a deal. lead is a phone call in that case, or someone who goes to the website from the radio, TV. Direct mail is between 1 in 40, 1 in 50 now in some markets. Leads turns into a deal. Facebook ads is between 1 in 15 to 1 in 30. Leads turns into a deal. Google PPC is between 1 in 10 to 1 in 25 now. It was about 1 in 10 to 1 in 20 a year ago. Uh, but we can talk t- about some data on a market dynamic that's happening right now. Why it's about one in twenty-five now, and SEO is about one in five to one in fifteen. So when we look at that, the importance of this is number one, it does work. And I'll tell you the main mistake that's making it so people who people who say it doesn't work, they're making a couple of mistakes, and we'll, we'll talk about what that is. But um, the 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 part the the big part is you're going to get a much higher conversion on lead to deal and much higher revenue per deal from your online inbound leads because they're motivated, they're actively searching. The other methods, you're kind of tapping people on the shoulder saying, hey, you may be interested in selling. So you have to sift through a lot more unqualified leads to close those deals. And in general, your average profit is gonna be a little bit bit lower, but you get your volume from offline for sure. So the, the way that I was like the guide people, is is if you're nailing it offline right now, you're nailing it with radio, TV, direct mail or whatever, dude, keep doing that. 100 percent keep doing that. But what what's what's likely happening is offline marketing drives online demand. Right. So who can who can relate that the last time you heard a, a cool ad on, on the radio or TV, or you got you got a phone call or a text message and you didn't recognize the phone number, or you're you're vetting and verifying which company to work with on a big decision, you hit the internet. Like we hit the internet research. So if you guys are doing radio and TV, uh, r- like right now uh, one of our clients, Tony Javier, he's one of the big guys in the industry who actually does the TV ads for tons of the biggest investors around the country. And Tony's had a website for years. he's moving that website from a custom site over to carrot right now for speed and performance. but Tony's able to dramatically increase his ROI and his radio or on his TV ads be- with a high converting website because when people Google search his company name, his name, the phone number, whatever it is, they then find his website, see all of his Google reviews, have an easy to navigate website. It ends up pre-selling that prospect to work with him and it closes at a higher rate. Um, so that, that's that part and I'll close this other other thought on what what are the things, so it works. And I can even sh- screen share my data if you wanna see literally what is working. I'll screen share our Google Analytics, man. Be happy wanna... to, whatever you have time for, we're, we're all okay. in. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll, screen, I'll screen share that. So let me screen share this right now, actually, because the, the my answer all the time, Jerome, like when, when people say, man, I'm having a hard time with this or does this work? I go, dude, let's just look at some data. Like, yeah, let's look at the numbers because <laughs> like, the data doesn't lie. And I'm a big data guy. And so anytime anyone has any questions on things, I'm like, cool, let's just look at some data and, and see what's happening in the market right now. So this is as of, you know, essentially yesterday, I took it back, Uh, I'm just gonna verbalize it for all of you who are just listening to this, but guys go watch the video version of this on YouTube. Um, This is taking it back to the beginning of 2021, or I'm sorry, 2022 through today. So it's about a year and a third or so. Uh, This does not include all of the leads. So this is only online opt-in leads It doesn't include any of the phone call leads uh, with uh, Google Analytics 4 that we put in place about five months ago. um, I don't have those dashboards up on my screen right now. I happen to have these ones up. It's got phone call leads if they're tapped to call. So you can pretty much look at these lead numbers and increase them by another 75 to 90%. And that would more accurately reflect the amount of lead flow that's coming through our, our websites right now. Um, and so, if you look at this through this time, there's some trends, and we can kind of dive into trends. But I'm going to talk about results first. So, if you look at the the number one, number two, number three biggest um, channels by lead flow across our system, it's about 17 million, almost 18 million users, which means visitors um, who have landed on those clients' websites in just over a year. That's a lot of people. That's mostly yeah. sellers. There are some buyers mostly real estate and houses, but also a lot of land. Land is increasing in um, the trend that we're seeing right now. We're gonna to continue to see that. Mobile homes are increasing the trend that we're seeing in our data right now. So if we look at the, the main sources of that traffic, you can see this big this big bar that says direct, okay? Now direct is tends to have a little bit higher bounce rate, and we'll talk about why that is. And it has a little bit lower conversion rate, actually by half. Now, why is that? We'll talk, well, there's a couple of reasons. But what we're going to focus on are the next two, which is organic search. That's through Google mostly, a little bit through Bing. Uh, there might be a little bit of duck, duck, go in there, but that's not a, a huge source right now. It's mostly Google. And then you've got paid search and then you've got social. And so of the 17 million visitors or so, about 4.2 million are mostly sellers going to the internet to search phrases like sell my house fast, Biloxi or you know whatever it is. Um, they are, they're by far converting higher than most every other lead source uh, as, as far as when you're talking that volume. So when you talk about organic search versus social, and you know it's not quite double, but it's, it's you know, maybe 50 to 60 percent higher conversion rate. And that is a, you know, about 550,000 online opt-in leads and you almost double that when you include phone call leads. So about a million leads over this time period. Okay. So a million leads, guys, in our in our world equates, not all those are sellers, but the majority are are, um, about one in 10 to one in 20 of those are going to close into a deal. So you can kind of add up those numbers. On average, your clients, if you're on the investor side, it's around, you know, 15k average profit per deal. So there's hundreds of millions of dollars in deal flow, cash checks, profit right there in the past 14 months. Okay. Hundreds of millions just from online marketing. That's it. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, I'm going to show you a couple kind of interesting things here, dude, that that uh, that you that you might find cool being a, a techie and a marketing guy. So I'm going to dig into, not the paid side of it. I'm going to go into the the social part, uh, which is interesting. So for anyone saying, man, Facebook ads. Love it. Love you know, dude, it. Facebook ads aren't working, right? They don't work. Well, th- there's a couple key mistakes that I see when people are doing their online marketing. Okay, so the first one is where are you sending them right and that's the thing that we mainly focus on here at carrot is uh one of the reasons tony tony javier one of the biggest investors in the country and probably the biggest tv guy in the country the reason he's moving from a twelve thousand our custom site over to carrot a, a semi-custom site with carrot is for performance uh he was recognizing his website was loading way too fast and it's not converting as many leads as it should if he can just move that needle a little bit right a little bit and have a 1% conversion boost or whatever that is with the volume that they have one lost deal uh from you know a, a leaky website from underperformance on speed conversion or all the above for him could equal $25,000 or more how many lost deals does he have every single year because people are going to that website it's under optimized in multiple areas because a really uh, well-intentioned web developer built it to look good, but not to perform good. So he's gonna regain back hundreds of thousands of dollars in extra profits literally just by switching the website, not the traffic source. So the first thing that we need to do is focus on a fast website that's optimized for mobile, especially right now. It's amazing on the mobile navigation that also is set up to convert well, and not just set up now to convert well, but there's consistent innovation and testing happening on that website to optimize it continually as technology and psychology in the market changes. And that's what we focus on. The second part that people go wrong is they go, maybe they have a dialed in website and they're going, man, my Facebook ads aren't working. My Google ads aren't working. The very next thing I look at after I look at the site and make sure that they're getting leads is they're not following up with them quick enough. The, the market that the market that we're in right now, uh, guys, four years ago, you could have done Google pay-per-click and followed up on, on those leads two, two days later. You would probably would have been okay, right? Today, not gonna cut it, not gonna cut it at all. You've gotta be back on those Google ads less than five minutes. Like try to answer all those live if you can, but um, you know, we'll talk to a lot of our vendors and we run some traffic internally for the data. And man, if people are coming to me going, I'll give an example. I was talking to a customer down in Dallas again, a different guy. And he's hitting me up and he's like, man, I'm $4,000 deep in my Google ads right now with this, with this vendor. And he's like, this vendor must suck. And I go, well, let's take a look at it. Cool. Your site's crushing it on conversion. You're getting a bunch of leads. Um, Your lead cost is respectable. Lead cost is down 20 to 30% right now, as as of the time I'm speaking in many markets. Um, but, and he's like, well, why am I not closing the deals? I go, well, how fast are you following up on these? Well, this one, you know, that one there, it was the next day. Cause I got busy. And then this one here, I'm like, okay, what are you, what are you doing with those leads now that they're in there? It's like, man, have having had. this is seven figure entrepreneur, dude. This is not a new guy, seven figure entrepreneur. He's like, man, I'm, I'm not putting them into any follow-up sequence and this and that. I'm like, dude, you've got deals in those 45 right, right now. You've got deals. So you can't complain that the that the traffic source doesn't work. You are not working the traffic source, right? So that's the second thing I'll look at after the website is the website converting uh, well? Yes. Okay. Check how fast are you following up on those leads? What are you doing? Number three, I'll look at I'll look at credibility. So I'm going to show a couple things here, Jerome. Dude, feel free to cut me off because I get excited about this. But um, the next thing I'll look at is credibility. So I'm showing on my screen here. Uh, let's see. It hasn't updated on the on the stream. Oh, I got you. Let me do this. I need to I need to do a little reshare. Yeah, I
0: was um the 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 funny thing is I was just having a conversation, like I'm part of an ad buying community. I was like, hey, uh, a guy reached out, he was like, Hey, what's going on? I don't have any control over the leads. And I was like, this is more than likely a speed to lead situation. Yep. It's normally the case. And you have to follow with those leads like ASAP, especially in competitive industries like the ones that we're in. So this was like mortgage loans or something like that and he was and it was no follow-up process. Yep. So those leads were going to waste.
1: Dude, yeah, yeah. People oftentimes they think the act of success is literally starting the campaign and getting leads coming in. But that's just the act of like getting it started. And what, what you need to do is the follow up. Um and if you're able, I should have this this new tab shared. The third big mistake that I look at with people um on, on their websites so number one is do they have a website that it converts a visitor to a lead at a high rate number two are they following up quickly right now in this market where it is really competitive for agents and investors now you've got i buyers in there you know competing you've got um, a lot of investors who have their licenses now and i'm encouraging every investor to get their license or partner with agents You have agents who are starting to become what we call hybrid at Carrot, which every agent should be hybrid, in my opinion, or partner with an investor to have a hybrid solution, which if you're an agent, you don't know what hybrid is. It's not the future. It's like where things are now. It's as an agent, you can no longer just come to a seller with a listing presentation and say, hey, we can list your house. Uh, in this market, it's going to become more and more difficult. You need to come with solutions to solve their problems in creative ways. It could be making them a cash offer. It could be coming to that person who has no equity in their home because they bought it a year and a half ago uh, at an inflated price. They lost their job. They need to sell now. They have a low interest rate, but they can't sell because they're underwater and they can't pay you your commission to sell that property because they'd have to come out of pocket 30 grand. How is an agent going to solve that usually? Most can't. But an investor can, with subject to or creative finance. So agents need to be coming to the market with creative ways to solve. So this is one of those clients. This guy's the largest home buyer in Boston. Uh, he has a large presence uh, on the real estate brokerage side of things as well. His name is Tom Caffarella. Uh, he moved to Carrot from a custom side about three or four years ago for performance. And um, th- wh- where I'm going with this is the number three thing I look at is credibility. Is once people land on your site. We can get it set up to convert well from visitor to lead. You need to follow up with them well. But in the market where we are now with so much competition, and we're in what I call the shoulder season drone, and anytime there's a market that, that shifts, you have inflated prices over here. That's what happened a year to, two, to three years ago. You have sellers getting used to these inflated prices. Okay, When a market starts to shift, you have the savvy buyers. They're looking forward and they're saying we can't pay those prices. We have to actually pay at a deeper discount because we know where the market's going. We've got to protect the downside. But you have Mr. and Mrs. Seller. They're still stuck to this price because their Aunt Betsy across the street sold for $495. And so they think they should sell for $495 today. So they're listing for $495. But when you look at the comps, I was looking in Austin, Texas last week, and there's this one neighborhood. And on Zillow, everyone can look at this in Zillow. You guys can see the dynamic in your markets right now and what's happening and how you need to compete as an agent and investor to win. And what was happening in that market? It showed uh, two properties that were recently sold and then one that was pending. They were about $360,000 around that within a $10,000 range all in the last 90 days. There was this seller who had just listed and they were listed at four seventy five. And they would not budge because they said that's what it was worth, and I want to, uh, before and I want to get that. That seller is not going to get four seventy five. They're not. How long is it going to take them to kind of catch up to the market? It might be three months. It might be six months. It might be twelve months. And it depends on their motivation to sell. That's when they're going to come down. So what we're seeing in this dynamic right now is you are going to see a lower lead to deal conversion rate because we're in the shoulder season. Sellers want to sell. But unless they're highly motivated, they haven't brought their prices down to reality yet. And so if you're doing Google ads or Facebook ads, I'll go back to the data here in a second. You need to be building massive credibility on your websites and doing Facebook retargeting, building credibility over there because eventually those sellers will catch up to where they should be selling the house at in reality. It might take six months. But I think that you're going to see then a spike in conversion on all those paid ads and organic, ad, and organic leads in 3, 6, 8, 10, 12 months when the market starts to even out and sellers realize they can't sell for that price anymore. And people start to lose jobs, the economy changes, more motivations are going to change. So keep your marketing going. But if you're to land on this site as an example, versus most others, yeah, I can see that they're local. Uh, he's got a link to his BBB, and he does TV commercials. I can go check it out. He's a real person. Nice, clean-looking carrot site. He's been in business a while. He's bought a lot of homes. He bought 100-plus last year. I can see these testimonials. I can, I can see real voices and and situations that that this company solved, and some of these situations are you know similar to mine. I can see the guy. He's a real person. I can see the different options and and how selling him to him is a little bit different than selling the traditional way and you can just keep on seeing how we really build credibility on here so guys and gals focus on credibility in a big way because when you start to look at uh the difference between you getting a lead and closing the deal versus someone else closing the deal oftentimes it's this one little thing it's the person looked at two or three options and there's this one testimonial that spoke to them on competitor A's site. And they're like, man, it just seems like they can help me more. Or they go onto your carrot site or whatever it is, and it's optimized for conversion structurally. But man, you just haven't put any effort into showing people who you are, showing the humanity of who you are, your team, the testimonials, the credit, linking up to your Google reviews. That's what's going to be winning in this market ahead.
0: Can can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, You mentioned like because something that I really admire and I keep appreciate is social proof, human Mm -hmm. connection, showing your face on like just being there and being a human with all of the technology and how things are. uh, I don't think people understand the importance of being a human and putting themselves out there so people can relate to them. Could you talk about that?
1: Dude, for for sure, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna my screen again, man. Because there's lots of good little okay. demos here. I'm gonna show you an about page that's probably one of the best versions that I found in our system of humanizing your brand. Okay, so there's there's a couple things. Um, in any time a market grows into maturity, or or the, the, there's like a certain maturity cycle in any market, right? So I'm I'm gonna give you a, a way dumb example of it, but it works. So if you look back to cars and automobiles right? Henry Ford did not have to come out with any colors on his car. He didn't have to come out with any fancy widgets. He literally said, I have a car. This car is different than a buggy. If you want to move faster than a horse and buggy, here's my car. He didn't have to sell it hard. He literally just had to say, here's my product. There didn't have to be a lot of credibility behind it. Didn't have to be a bunch of like social proof. It was just, here's this thing. It's the only one in the market. Go get it. But as competitors come in the market, And as GM came in the market and Studebaker and all these other come into the market, then Ford had to differentiate. They had to say, well, I'm going to make colors now. I'm going to make different models. Then I had to get endorsements from celebrities or people saying how the Ford car was better now because there's alternatives. As it got really flooded, they then had to go, well, what's our performance factor? Like, How are we going to say that we're going to be different than those other ones? One company might say like BMW, it's the ultimate driving machine. They're saying their performance factors, I'm gonna sit in it and feel like I'm in a race car. But then you look at Toyota Corolla, theirs is like, you know, uh, it's an uh, uh, an economical car to drive and whatever. In real estate, what happens is this, and I'll show the humanity part, is all too often, everyone is just literally doing what Henry Ford had to do with the first car. They're saying, I have a product that can buy your home or that can help you sell your home if you're an agent or help you buy one. I have a product that's exactly like everyone else's product. I can close quickly for cash under these situations where I can list your home and here's my commission percentage. Most people have the exact same product and they're not differentiating it. The way we're differentiating it is adding that element of um, we're going to do it faster. We're going to do it. We're going to pay higher prices for you. We're going to get you the best price in your pocket. Or you know what? We're just a trustworthy option. We're the ones who you can connect with. We're the ones who are in your community, helping your community. And we're not this national nameless faces brand. So this year that I'm showing on the screen, his name is Gabriel. He's one of the top investors in the, in the, in the Florida market. And one of the things that we guided them through is we said, how do you guys show that humanity? Like, what do you truly care about in your business? Not just that you can close a deal. Anybody in your market says they can close a deal, okay? But what's something unique that no one else in the market can actually publish? They cannot publish what you are about and why you're in business. They cannot publish how you are interacting in the community. They cannot publish your bios and your story and why you want to serve people in the first place. And people want to work with people who they resonate with, who they have similar values with, who seem like they're going in the same direction. And so if you guys look at this they put a lot of fun stuff in here they talked about the story of why they got in business and people might think it's kind of hokey but it's not like people connect with story and people want to learn that the person who's going to help them make one of the largest financial decisions that they'll ever have in their life is someone that they can trust someone that's a human not just someone who's going to make them a lowball offer or just throw their house in the mls so this shows like their startup story and showed some cool pictures it humanizes them um, it showed why they got into, into business and how they did it and how they kind of closed those first deals, um, shows some of their personality, their fun dudes. It shows their promise. Like why the heck we're in business. We vow to be honest, fair, and truly care about you. We promise to not take advantage of people suffering to treat others as we would like to be treated ourselves and to make you an offer that benefits you. And then they dive in a bunch more on this and they say, you know what? Here's our team. When someone reaches out, he can be one of us. Right. So that's one of the things that people aren't doing to build trust and transparency is you're hiding behind a website or a marketing piece. If I am reaching out to you and I'm in distress in some way or I want to sell something, I want to know who I'm working with. And it's so amazing if on that website or in the email that I get after I opt in or let's say you pick up the phone and call from a, a direct mail piece or a radio or tv ad if i'm on the other end of that line and is the business i want to introduce myself and i'm finishing the call i'm going to go, hey you know, hey jerome it was great talking with you i've got your email address i'm going to shoot you a quick email the email is gonna have a couple things in it. It's gonna have a link to a video. Uh, the video is gonna be of me, just kind of walking through what the next part of the process is gonna be. I'm in front of a whiteboard, just kind of lining it out, to answer most of your questions. Uh, I'm actually gonna be the one or or Mark is gonna be the one who's on that page, who's actually gonna be showing up at your house, gonna work with you. So if you have any questions, answer you ask them to Mark. Like unveil that process for them to help them build trust. Right. And then there's little bios, testimonials, the, the whole shindig here, how they're how they're involved in the community. So that kind of stuff, people might look at that as fluff. They might look at it as, man, I don't have time for that. But that's the stuff that could win you an extra one, two, 10 deals this year. And your competition is not even gonna know why they lost that deal. They lost it, not because you said I can close quickly because everyone says that. They lost it because you're more human, that they can connect with it, with you.
0: Thank you for sharing that, and uh, that's one of the things that I always try to drive. Like you have to incorporate you yourself, your personality, your brand, even sometimes your family, your children. Those are the things that make a difference to people and why people want to work with you. So, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And you coming from the website perspective, always come. You have a background in marketing, but I'm always talking about marketing. I'm like put yourself out there, let yeah. people know who you are, and you come in from the tech perspective, and you're like, this is what's separating and making people a little bit different yeah. um, out there.
1: in yeah. my experience, so let me. Show this really quick, so kind of yep. tying this tying this and this way, the way my brain works, man. I'm like, I want to I want to touch this. All good, valuable. Happy, happy to hear it. So at, as we're talking about credibility, we go back to what's working right now and answering that question of what can you do to get more leads right now and close more of those leads because it's not just about getting leads, especially on the retail side. So with agents, um, when I see agents saying online marketing doesn't work, it's usually that they're running a Google ad or a Facebook ad and they're running to a generic page that does not actually have a good call to action it's hey click this to get a a, a home value on your property home values are going to generate a high volume of low quality leads now they're not bad you got to put them into a good follow up sequence and make sure that you're following up them building and nurturing cuz they might be ready in 8 months or 12 months but the cash home offer page, like I showed the one to you before, hey, are you ready to sell? We can, you know, we can help you sell your house quickly. We can make an offer on it or put it on the market. That converts a lot higher because you're capturing those people who are motivated now. But one of the best ways that we've found, and I think this is going to increase in performance, is Facebook, as far as when, when we're looking at social marketing, Facebook is still by far the largest volume of leads in social. Okay, I'm not counting Google here, right? Just, just social. So, in this little over a year, it's about 1.7 million people landed on our clients' websites over that just barely over a year. Of that, about 45,000 of them uh, turned into an online opt in lead. Now, that doesn't include someone who picked up the phone and called or tapped the call button. So, that might be another 20 to 40,000 leads right there. Okay. So, but then when we, we go down and actually Instagram and Instagram stories have been picking up quite a bit this past year which is pretty interesting. And so the num- the numbers are nowhere as large as Facebook. So if anyone's saying, where's the volume? The volume's still on Facebook as far as social goes for real estate leads. Uh, TikTok isn't there yet. Uh, people are saying, what about TikTok? You can, you can make it happen, but TikTok currently uh, lands on number 10 volume-wise uh, as far as the people landing on the sites it lands at about number seven volume of lead-wise. Okay, it actually has a pretty respectable conversion rate. Now, when we look at conversion rate of someone who went from a social media platform to a carrot website, um, let's look over here on the conversion side of it. So YouTube, YouTube has the highest conversion rate by far uh, about almost triple uh, what Facebook has. That's because it's video-led. Okay. Someone's on YouTube seeking out information. And this is only from people who literally click a link that someone put into the description of the the video. So people are saying, well, how do you get people from YouTube to a site to turn into a lead? Well, about uh, 3,000 of those mostly sellers, about 3,000 of those people clicked a link on a YouTube description and went over to a carrot site in this past little over a year. You know, that's millions of, of, of dollars in, in profits potential right there, okay? And it's about 5.64% of all that traffic, which is double to triple almost any other lead source. So then you look at Instagram stories, the volume is far lower. It's about 600 leads came through online opt-in and it's about 5%. Then you look down to TikTok, it's about 5% as well. And the reason for that is because of video. And so what I want you guys to do is in the next year, two, two three years, Start working on video a little bit more and put those videos on your website. So you wanna know how to increase the conversion of your website? You add some videos here and there. You make it so people can see you, they can relate for you, with you. And here's one thing, Jerome, that most people don't think about is most people just think about your visitor to lead conversion. Okay, I got 100 people clicking my ad and I got you know X amount of people who clicked my ad that turned into a lead. Right? Let's say you got 100 people clicked your ad and 10 turned into a lead. That's a 10% conversion rate. People will compare your conversion rates. They'll, they'll compare that conversion rate and they'll go, man, I got this other page over. I, I did a landing page with no op, with no like links anywhere and, and a really simple basic thing. Dude, it converted at 15%. That must be better, right? No, people are missing the story. What you have to look at is actually your lead to deal conversion rate and your revenue per lead amount. When people look at their visitor to lead conversion rate as the holy grail, they may be completely shooting themselves in the foot and what marketing is actually working the best. You look at that as one of your metrics, but the most important metric is how much revenue am I making for every lead I get through this channel and through this website. And what we found is um, when you're driving traffic from, especially Google ads and SEO, it's kind of a 50, 50 coin flip on Facebook we found that you should drive to what I call a mini site, right? That's what we have carrot site set up as it's got navigation, but every one of those pages is set up to build credibility. Every one of the pages has a conversion mechanism on it. Every one of the pages is built to guide someone down the journey of helping them and becoming a lead. When you drive people to a landing page with no ability for people to take that journey and seek out more information and eliminate their objections, you're you're essentially telling them if 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 you don't have all the information right now we're not going to let you get more you got to bounce off this page and that does work uh, pretty darn well on facebook because people are distracted looking at cat pictures and stuff but google ads and seo you've got to send them to a mini site the, the data overwhelmingly shows you should not send them to a landing page in this industry if that mini site's set up correctly and that's because of lead to deal conversion You're going to probably see a higher visitor to lead conversion to a landing page. You're going to see a higher lead to deal conversion on a mini site because people feel like they can trust you. They saw your about page. They looked at your reviews. They saw your videos. And they go, you know what? I'm already pre-sold to work with that person. So, guys, get videos on your websites and in your ads.
0: Thank you. Uh, I I was going to ask. I was going to say, what what are some opportunities that people could take to make their marketing and stuff better? And I think we kind of covered that talking about the video talked about seo we talked about marketing i guess like maybe a question is um can you tell us about like you already talked about it in like broadly like some of the some some bad websites i guess and some bad practices but could you talk about a few more that you see and it's just like no no don't do that here's how you do it
1: yeah it's it, it's a good question man um I mean going down to the fundamentals i'm not going to dive too deep on this we got a bunch Uh of free info people can find it but yeah diving into the fundamentals i think the biggest thing is that unless you are like jerome or myself or our system or very very small percentage of people and you are actively testing and tweaking and driving traffic and following data Uh, A big mistake people make, especially agents, because agents are very, very aesthetic driven on their marketing and websites, right? The biggest mistake is people will look at their websites or marketing, whether it's a postcard or whatever else, and they will build something that they feel looks pretty, that they feel looks good aesthetically, rather than building the thing to look the way that your prospect needs to have it look and to have the message your prospect needs. And so they'll, they'll take their website or their, their postcard or whatever, and send it to their cousin, who is a graphic designer and, or does marketing and their cousin sends it back and goes, there's way too many words in this thing. You need to have like a big fancy picture here. And oh my gosh, your postcard is just yellow with black letters on it. And it like says, we buy house at the top. No, one's ever going to read that thing. They will guys, we've ran so many tests, whether it's on direct mail or online. Usually not all the time, but usually the uglier version works better. And it's not because ugly works better, right? It's because ugly usually means you're allowing the space to put the right amount of wording on that piece of marketing to address the conversation that prospects mind. If you put, if you don't have enough wording on that piece of marketing, whether it's direct mail post or a Facebook ad or a website, but you make it look pretty and have a ton of white space. And he's like, oh my gosh, we're, we're the apple of real estate. Guys, it, studies have shown that cl- that people need more robust information, and longer landing pages perform better to deal in high um, in high resistance or high highly important decisions, financial and medical. So, if you're running, we we've done blog posts on this. If you're running traffic to a website and you feel, man, I just need to make a slim information, you might get the lead, but your deal, your your lead to deal is going to go down. Big, big decisions, financial and medical and real estate specifically, longer copy works better. And so that's one big mistake. Now, like, so you can get the leads. People are going to go do this, is converting great in the lead, but your lead to deal is going to suck because longer copy works better. Our marketing is meant to address the conversation in their mind, tell them, you know, show them that we, that we empathize the situation they're going through, walk them through how we can help them and then go through every objection that they would have and blast those objections with testimonials, with bullet points, with copy. Okay, so short copy does not trump long copy in this space most of the time. Um,
0: Thanks for sharing that. I, I find that to be true in like most industries, especially when it's yep. like if it's a small decision, nobody cares. But when people have to make actual decisions where they're spending money, they want to see as much as they can see.
1: So yeah, yeah so yeah, so don't go to your your buddy who's a designer and ask them opinions on, on what your website or your postcard looks like you go to the prospect and you talk to your prospect and you, you ask those questions, understand the prospect insanely well. And that's what we do. I know that's what you do Jerome and make sure that your marketing speaks to them. Even if it's not going to win a design award, you focus on making it profitable, not a winning design, not design awards. Um, probably the next thing or two also Jerome is, is I think another big mistake people make is that they don't, they, they, they look at online marketing and their offline marketing is two separate things. And so agents are notorious for this as well i I talked with them one of our clients seth Nielsen, he's up in minnesota they run one of the biggest they run the biggest exp group in minnesota one of the bigger ones in the country and um on their agent side of their business so they're becoming hybrid right now they set up a carrot um uh, hybrid uh, agent investor site for sellers and they have like six websites on the agent side and we go, whoa, dude, like, what do you use all these sites for? Well, this one's for this situation. This one's for this. And they're like, yeah, each one of these is for a very specific thing. But but we do all this offline stuff that's more integrated. I'm like, man, so what, what happens is you end up confusing the market on your brand with your internet presence with seven different websites, all for di- completely different channels. Like this one's just for Facebook. This one's just for my Google ads. This one's because someone said I needed this one. What happens though when someone Googles your company name and puts the word reviews after it? That's what we need to focus in on is what I call decision phase is you need to tighten up your online presence, tighten up your online brand and ask yourself, what are people going to find when they search my company name and my company name plus reviews and make sure that your websites that you have tell the correct story. Uh, When I was diving with Seth and and another person, they literally had like three or four different websites with different messaging. Three of them sucked. They weren't going to convert well. And it was one of the ones that wasn't going to convert well at all. It was ranking number one for his company name plus reviews. So you have to look at your offline, your online marketing as a cohesive part of your overall brand and your and your offline marketing, because your offline marketing once again drives online demand. You cannot separate the two. You cannot separate the two.
0: Thanks for sharing that. I agree. And um, I used to do like just strictly. I was doing mostly digital, and then uh, I started doing some offline stuff. And I was like, why am I? making them separate. They're essentially the same thing. And that's how I run my business now. I have offline as well as online. I don't do one or the other. I try mm-hmm. to make sure I incorporate both. So yeah, man. I think most, most people should do that. Trevor, but, this has been like excellent. We're at like two fifty seven right now. Uh, I want to give you some time. I want you to talk about because you've given us like a lot of value, but I want you to talk about Carrot, the company, some of the benefits and I just want to like take this time to See what carrots about. If you have a demo or video or anything that you could show, more than happy to watch or you know go through any of that. So
1: yeah, for sure, dude. Let let me pull up a a couple couple things here that might be valuable. I I think I think that the highest level though, uh, Jerome, is Mm -hmm. everything that we've talked about here over the years. I had to learn it all myself, you know, just like you've done, and and um, I've I've been generating leads in this industry since two thousand nine. And mostly through organic, uh, yeah, mostly through organic Google ads, obviously, too, because you can get those leads coming quickly. But what what we'd found, and this was in 2012 to 14, when the idea of carrot came up, was it's easy to get online, right? Anyone can get online. You can go to Upwork and hire someone for 150 bucks, set some up. You can go to Wix, Weebly, Squarespace. You can do anything to get online today. It's easy to get online. But the challenge that we saw coming up over and over again was people felt that just getting online check the box for them with their online presence. And then they got to go say, I did that. But but when, when you're in a high stake industry, like we are in real estate, you're in a high margin business where your average commission check or profit per deal is 5K or 10K or 50K. Every one of those lost deals uh, equals a lot of money. And I call it a phantom expense. And I was finding my own businesses, lots of phantom expenses because of underperforming things. And so I go, dude, every time I had people come to me in the real estate industry asking me, dude, What do I need to do to make my website convert better or load faster or rank better in Google? I knew what we needed to do. And they would always say, well, can you refer me to a web person who can help me with this? And over and over again, I'm like, man, it's extremely few and far between. Way less back then, a little bit better today, but still extremely few and far between. We're going to be able to find a web person who knows online conversion amazingly well because they're testing in this industry every day, who truly knows SEO nine out of ten who post on their thing you know they say we're experts in SEO or whatever you actually go look at their portfolio or you ask them hey cool how many sites do you have in the top five in Google for major uh, for major markets in these phrases they can't they can't give you one right so they say SEO but the SEO for them is I launched a WordPress thing then I added a WordPress plugin that says SEO on it that's what SEO equals for most people who say that they're SEO experts And most don't know uh, what they need to do to make page speed pop. Now that's better today than it was a decade ago, but still a big problem. So I said, dude, why don't we just build the thing to take all the research and all the data that we've had and continue to make it even better and just make it so we have the fastest websites, uh, make it so our websites consistently outconvert others and make it so our websites have a higher chance of ranking well in Google. And when you Google a phrase like sell my house fast, insert whatever city in the country, uh, we did a, a, a study on this this past quarter, and it's a little over half of all of the top three results in the top 225 markets in America, even in the Canada now, uh, half of those results are carrot sites in the top 225 markets for the top, uh, the top two motivated seller search phrases and half of the top three. So that's not by accident, y'all. That's something that we've been honing over the years. Uh, so I'll do a quick screen share on kind of some things that you guys can do, whether you use Carrot or not. I mean, I'm going to show you some things that you guys can just take away and and have valuable. Uh, Carrot just makes it all easier, quicker, simpler, uh, cheaper. So I'm logged into the back of this site. Uh, it's one of our our clients and, and friends, and and you can you can dive in and and like customize the design of your site quite a bit. Like I was shown, there were, there were those two that I showed that looked pretty darn pretty darn custom. Uh, we have services that can make your sites really. Uh, Look the way that you want them to look within our high converting and high speed framework But you can come in here and choose your design and let's say I want to check this one out here I can do a live preview and see what this premium design Does just to give me a different look and you can see it gives me a different look this one This one of our popular premium designs. So you can kind of start with the the design you want I'm not going to activate it because I don't want to mess up his, his site there But then I can pop in and it's easy to edit your content uh, with our content editors pop in here. Let's say I wanna edit the contact page. Uh, if, if you're familiar with WordPress, y'all, you're gonna be familiar with this. We try, to, we try to keep what's good about WordPress and get rid of the things that aren't. And we're continually finding those things that are that. And there's still some things we're trying to make better and simpler about WordPress. But if I wanna add an element in here, in here you can just click it, drag it, drop it, add an element, add a video, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting to add in these sections. Um, let's pop back out of here. So once you get your design set up and you can start to edit that content using our SEO tools, then then the thing that we guide people to do is go like which keywords do you want to rank for in Google? Because since we always say you want to build with evergreen or online SEO ranking high in Google organically, you want to build with that as your end goal. But that's going to take a bit. That might take you 3 months, 6 months, 12 months depending on your market executing our training and hopping on our coaching calls. Or you can hire a vendor in our marketplace. So between that, what we what we tell people to do is like get some paid traffic going if you got the budget for it. But we want to have you add the keywords. If you're not sure which keywords, then pop in our keyword explorer and you can type in your URL in here. You know, let's say it's just simplysold.com. You can top in your uh, type in your URL. Or uh, one kind of cool with this uh, drone is you can type in your competitors' URLs. So yeah. So what I'll do oftentimes is if I'm working with a client or I'm in a market and I want to rank for something, I'll type in my my top competitors, see what they're ranking for. And our tool will actually tell you what percentage of their traffic, their organic traffic is coming from which keywords. Um, so then I can go, dude, so you know, 16, almost 17% of the traffic on this site is coming from this keyword and he's only ranked position two. So if that can go up, I bet this number goes up the volume is about 140 people a month. And if you're ranked number two, you're gonna get about 15 to 18% of that traffic. So that's, you know, that's a handful of leads a month right there likely. But I can look at this and if I'm logged into this account and go, cool, I'm just gonna start first having Carrot tell me what my website's already ranked for and have Carrot track it. So I can click that and add it to the ranking tracker, click that, add it to the ranking tracker, the whole thing. Then I would type in my top two competitors, do the same thing with them, click and add the keywords, that you wanna start to optimize for to your Carrot ranking tracker, okay? So Carrot will help you track that. It'll give you recommendations on how to get that that ranked higher for that. This one's already ranking number one in their market, but if it's not, it's gonna give you a customized recommendation on what resources that Carrot can help you get that better. A Couple other things here, dude. So uh, we we really do specialize in the Google organic side of things. We've got some major SEO feature set uh, innovations we're coming out with right now. I saw a demo of one of them yesterday. It's going to be really cool. But one of the things a lot of people ignore is they're kind of they they're doing a lot of social posting or they're doing Google ads or Facebook ads or they have their Instagram profile link at, at the top and they're like, dude, I'm getting traffic. I have no clue where it's coming from. I don't I don't know what marketing is working. And so what we guide people to do is just go set up you know what we call campaigns inside of our system. So you can see this one here. Uh, is from a landing page it's on a google ad okay this one here is ig profile link now he's not using this one but he could uh, so he could grab this link and put this at the top of his instagram so now whenever that's clicked it counts as a click here and then it tells you how many leads you got from that so you know if it's working or not uh, this campaign here it's a google ads campaign on desktop this is the link that they actually put in the google ads campaign so it tracks clicks leads. So they have multiple tracking sources to be able to, to know what's working, what's not. So that's kind of cool. Um, nice. so once leads start to come in, we have a very simple lead manager in here. Uh, we don't have a CRM built in. We did buy a company called InvestorFuse that, um, that has an amazing CRM, especially for the more experienced investors. And uh, many of our hybrid agents are using this as well, uh, especially ones with sales teams. But your leads are going to come in here. You're going to get a text message if you want one. Say, hey, you got a new lead. That's how you can immediately follow up on these. Tap that phone number that they put in there immediately when you get that lead and call them up. And you're, you're following up really quickly. Now, you can also integrate Carrot with InvestorFuse as a CRM or other CRMs if you want the fully functional CRM. But you can just use the very simple one in here if you want for to start. You're going to be able to see the property. You can do all this from your cell phone if you'd like to you can drive down the street and, and you can see all this before you ever have to go to that house and kind of see what it looks like. Uh, see the notes, the whole thing. So that's kind of cool. Um, couple other things, man, then I'll kind of wrap, but, uh, this is a big upgrade that we're rolling out here in about, I think about 60 days or so. So we moved everything over to Google analytics four recently. And this is our, our legacy stats dashboard our new stats dashboard that's coming out is gonna be way cool. And it's going to have very, very deep website analytics. It's going to give you most everything you need to stay on top of what's working in your marketing and what's not. Uh, so many other things, guys. You get stuck, dive into our online community. Uh, we have our content marketing automation tools, so especially for agents. This is the thing I love the most. I don't like sitting down and writing content, drone. What I like to do is I'm out in the market or I'm doing something. I'll pull up my cell phone. Hey, this, right. is, with, yeah, hey, this is Trevor with ABC Home Buyers or hey, this is Trevor with ABC Realty. I'm out here at a home. I uh, just talked to a seller that they inherited this house here in the Roseburg market. And uh, they were going through some pain. And if you inherited a home here in the Roseburg, Oregon market, and you want to sell your house fast, well, I'm going to walk you through the three things I walked Marcia through and how we're helping her to do that quickly. Well, three to five minute video, or I mean, uh, five, five to eight minute video. Upload that puppy to YouTube from your cell phone. Add it into the carrot video post system on our end. And it's going to take your YouTube video. It's gonna transcribe it, and we have this in beta right now. It's then again then gonna take AI and build upon your transcription to make you know about an eight hundred to a thousand word article for you that Google's gonna love, and you never had to type a word of it, which is cool. So we have some content marketing tools built in, community, amazing trainings, the and marketplace. If you don't want to do any of this work go to the marketplace go hire our pre-vetted seo services go hire jerome to do all that work for is what you guys should do um but there's a lot of things that we can do for you all but our our main thing guys is performance we want to make it so you can be investors and agents let us do the 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 website side of things to make it highly performing then you can hire us or you can do the work to 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 put it you know put the credibility and customize the visual that you want you just go out there and focus on being an investor agent let us keep you ahead of the game on the tech side
0: Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I am um, so I run like a full-blown marketing agency now, and it started because people were like, "Oh, this website. What about this tech? What about these things?" And I got so ingrained in all of the tech stuff, but I think I'm about there come back. I'm about to get me another carrot site. So I could, that's one less thing I have to worry about as
1: really? far as
0: the uh, investor side. Yep. So, and like I said before, it was like the first website that helped me get leads and close a deal. It was like carrot. I didn't have to worry about any of those things because the website was up working the traffic that was driving to my site. I knew they would convert. I didn't have much to worry about. So,
1: love it, dude.
0: Um, being here just for the audience, you convinced me again. I am like, "All right, you need to go back." So
1: <laughs> we've got some cool stuff. Yeah, we've got some cool stuff. And and I'll be I'll be honest with as we've grown our company, which this is a whole nother talk. If you wanted to, where I didn't get a chance um, to dive into my entrepreneur freedom formula, but as as we as we've grown the company, uh, you are fifty, almost sixty employees, well into the eight figures. And the reason i bring that up is growing a business is hard. You know, and as as we were growing, I had to grow as a CEO. Probably like a year and a half, man. We kind of got a little bit stodgy, and like we were trying to figure out how how do we get nimble again as a as a company of sixty versus you know when we were fifteen and moved fast. And so that's where I'm pumped, man. We're back in that spot. We have an amazing COO who started uh, several months back. She's made such an impact. And I'm stepping fully back into training, educating content, and driving innovation. So you're going to see a lot of new cool things coming out uh, very soon.
0: Nice. You, you've you been a joy. And one of the things I normally do is I take my ther- take my guests through a uh, series of questions, but you kind of addressed everything. I still want to ask you these questions, though. Yeah, How good. can someone add value to you or your business?
1: Mm. Um, good question, man. So I, I, I think... I I think that the biggest way that someone could add value to me or my business right now is to engage in and help more of our clients succeed, right? The more of our clients that succeed and help and and reach their goals, uh, the, the better we're going to reach our goals. And so that's, that's one of my efforts right now is just like trying to round up amazing people like yourself to go, how can we just join forces in an amazing community to help more people win with online and avoid the mistakes, that uh, go in other directions can oftentimes lead to. So yeah, just helping more of our clients to succeed in the marketplace. Thank,
0: thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna sign back up. Um, what what is there? Let me see. What question am I trying to ask? Um, we I run like a mastermind. Like every week. And yep. if you have like a trainer or staff or somebody that's like willing to come teach about the importance of the online stuff, be more yep. than happy to have them come in and teach at least once a month, cool. to you know, show our agents and investors why it's important, this online stuff. Cause even me, like I understand it, but when you go back through and you start to see like those numbers, the dashboard, it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's, it's here. So
1: Dude, it, it, I, it, I'd love to plug in with you. me and, an, and another guy, one of our top clients, his name is Keith. Um, we'd be able to to definitely dive in there with you, man. But yeah, let, let's let's hey, set up. I'd love to. All right, that would be excellent. So um
0: tell us you have a podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's tell us about the podcast and what we can uh, learn from the podcast.
1: Dude, yeah. So the podcast is called the Carrot Cast. Um carrotcast.com, you can find it, or just go to Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts. And dude, the, the biggest thing for me, like here, here's here's kind of the pitch on it. Is, is number one, um, we, have, we have two different uh, parts of our podcast. We have the interview style, which is like this. We interview a bunch of our amazing clients on all the topics, land, investing, uh, Google PPC, SEO, like every topic you can imagine, or some of my favorite authors are on there. But the episodes that, that I'm the most passionate about and the episodes that I get the most comments on due to what I call the truck talks. And it's more of the entrepreneurship, the mindset side. It's the challenges that we experience as we're living life and as we're growing businesses, that most people in this industry don't talk about. And so literally once a week on Thursdays, I'm taking this phone out, man, and I'm going through what I call my life truths list. I've gathered a hundred plus what I call life truths. It came from learning, from reading, from mentors. And also I'll go through just what's on my mind, business growth or challenges I see customers having. And I talk into my phone for 15 to 20 minutes and it's just like you're sitting next to me either in my truck or when I'm working out outside or something. And those are the ones I get the most comments on, dude. So go, guys, go check out the Trevor Truck Talks on our Carrot Cast. If you are needing the mindset boost, if you're wanting to learn, dude, my business got really hard at 300K and I'm, I'm getting burnout. How do I get through that? I go all through all that stuff uh, in that part of the co- the podcast. So love to see you guys over there. Excellent.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I will be subscribing today. Um, all right. So I like to close down the podcast with like one final word. A lot of people do statements. I like to do a word. Um, if you could close us out with one word, what word would that be?
1: Mm. Dude, one, one word is probably energy. Energy, and here, here's, here's why context around it. Um, 12 years ago, when I made that shift, the story that I started this whole podcast with, right? When I made that shift, I was so focused on what produced revenue and so focused on what was more effective or what was more efficient in my workday, trying to be productive. The shift that changed my life and my businesses was shifting from revenue and productivity to energy. Optimizing for energy, not productivity and revenue. Optimize for the things that give you more energy than they take. Adjust your work life schedule for more things that give you energy. Hopping on podcasts gives me energy, right? That's why I like doing it. And I created a process called the energy audit. Uh, it's free. You can download it. No opt in required. Carrot.com forward slash energy. Do that once a quarter guys guarantee it will change your life. Optimize for energy. Everything else will follow.
0: Thank you, Trevor. This has been excellent. I appreciate you so much. We've been together for at least an hour and, um, yeah, uh, I want you to stay around. We we'll catch up in the green room, and then we'll we'll close it down.
1: All right. Awesome. Thank you, Trevor. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely.